0: what's up everyone welcome to this third episode of the jkr podcast my name is jace Riggling, and i will be your host today i would like to welcome one of my good friends and golf zoom llc cfo darius Razai, to the show darius how are you doing today i'm doing quite well jace Uh, how about yourself i'm doing all right let's start with a few questions about golf zoom real quick thank you perfect go for it so could you explain a little bit what golf zoom is Perfect. Yeah.
1: So, golf Zoom is a golf instruction technology company. Um, pretty much, I like to call it the Tinder of golf lessons. <laughs> so, you know, pretty much the mechanics of it are, it is a, you know, connection service between golf instructors and golf instructees. And pretty much you go on and it's a similar, the similar mechanics to Or in the in the fact that in you know you set up your own profile and you swipe right or left in terms of if you want to do a lesson with the person or if you don't um but yeah so you know we just rolled out and uh we're looking to see kind of how how it's going to be digested with the consumer market going forward
0: yeah so that's pretty big in california
1: yeah so you know um california we have a lot of different golf courses that are, you know, open a lot because the weather, you know, there's not as big of an issue out there. Um, they're, they're pretty much running, you know, 365 days a year. So um, people, you know, I, th- there is demand for it, especially in the sense that, um, you know, the target market for golf zoom is not going to be necessarily, you know, like country club lessons and that sort of thing. It's going to be more so on the budget side of things in order to capture um, a wider wider segment of the market that is not already addressed by current products.
0: Okay. So, like, when did you guys start Golf Zoom?
1: So, started Golf Zoom, um, incorporated the company in May, like the second week of May, 2020. So, you know, we've been at it for quite some time now and we, I mean, we started, we, we, we broke ground on it in the face of the pandemic. So, um, that was one of our reasons as to why we chose to start up so soon is because, um, you know, obviously with the, with the slowdown of last year, we had, you know, the time on our hands and we had the ability to put together, you know, this, this company, right. And put together a product that is ultimately out on the market um, you know, obviously as a CFO I'm you know, going to be in charge of all of the finances and that sort of thing. But, you know, we're looking for it we're looking for it to catch some catch some steam in the coming months.
0: Yeah, so like if it wasn't for COVID, was the plan to start it later on?
1: Not necessarily. Um more so you know, going that off that question, more so I don't think it's not a question of whether um it would have been started later it's a question of whether it would have been started at all okay. As, okay you know one of the reasons we 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 thought of it was because um you know with with older folks and that sort of thing you know people who were higher risk with the pandemic you know they they were not necessarily going to be going to the you know golf courses that much because Obviously, they are not going to look to catch COVID nineteen. So, you know the the whole schematics of the app and everything is tailored towards a younger audience, obviously. Um, and you know we're 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 pretty big about uh, social media, so our total addressable market is going to be um, definitely on the younger side as well. So, you know that is kind of one of the benefits of COVID was that we were able to able to do that with the younger, you know, younger market, market Yeah.
0: So is it just you and one other guy or how's that? Um,
1: so, you know, the actual equity details are not public. Yeah. Um, but the team, the management team so far is technically me and my other friends are, you know, we both co-founded the company, but at this point we've brought on, um, a team six or seven okay to work on it
0: all right so it's like you and the other guy are like that you guys started it and then you guys have five employees is that what you're saying um yes yes
1: mm, not necessarily i would say employees um you know we have variety of you know contracts so you know so technically we have contractors working underneath us um and then in addition we have uh we have non non-equity holders that also work in senior positions within the company
0: okay, so could you take me through that conversation with you and your partner on starting the C- Cough Zoom?
1: Yeah, so <laughs> it was uh, you know one of these late nights and and i'm'm I'm, I'm getting in the car with my friend and he tells me he's been going over uh, an idea in his head a business idea he tells me and I say. Oh, his name is Dara Arabzadeh, so he is the CEO of golfsum um, and he told me, you know, he told me, I actually expanded on the idea a little bit, um, but he pretty much came up with the entire, you know, you know, Tinder for golf sort of, you know, style of, of branding, um, And so, you know, one of the major, you know, one of the major reasons I was brought on in my role is because, you know, I'm, I'm personally very keen into, um, you know, looking for, looking for ways to streamline profit for the corporation, looking to streamline revenue growth, um, and potential revenue growth at the moment, looking to, you know, expand the product line. So it was a question of, we have this idea, um, you know, think about it like we have a budding seed, right? And, you know, I was brought on to kind of grow it into, you know, the whole flower it can be. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very happy with the work we've done. Um, I'm very happy with our relationships with our contractors. Um, I'm very happy with, you know, all of it. So, uh, you know, it's very it's very good for us to, to have have it finally off the ground.
0: Yeah. So, like, when that conversation was, how long was it before you guys opened in May 2020? Like when was that conversation? Oh, like two days. Really? Yeah. It was like, that quick. Yeah, yeah. I, I jumped on it
1: immediately. So um, I pretty much did all the incorporation paperwork and all that sort of thing. Um, we set up all our, you know, corporate banking relationships. Um, you know, so we we you know we jumped on it pretty fast. <laughs>
0: yeah. So um, how do you, so revenue, does that come from advertisements on the app or is there a subscription so, base? So yeah,
1: a variety of ways. First of all, uh, for instructors, there's going to be a paid and non-paid version. Think of it as a freemium model where in a sense, uh, you know, people who opt for the paid method are going to receive you know, greater preference in the algorithm, right? And this is, you know, hypothetically saying we have a thousand users on the app at one time looking to book lessons, right? Um, You know, they're going to get higher preference. And, you know, so that's one thing is that subscription revenue. Second off is, yes, we're going to have advertisements um, on the instructee side. So, you know, if you want a lesson, right, you're not going to need to pay for anything but the lesson. But you are going to have to, you know, there is going to be advertising um, on the platform yeah. in order to, you know, kind of pay for the continuation and the holdup and the servers and all that sort of thing. Um, and then, you know, finally, one of the biggest chunks of revenue for us, that's, you know, that I, that I personally came up with um, in one of our meetings with the exec team was that we are, go- we, you know, we're, we're going to take 2.5% of you know the total transaction value of any lesson, and so you know that's that's pretty much taken pre you know prior to when we you know br- like give the instructor their cut. So you know with those three with those three streams of revenue there is a lot of potential. It's just a question of um, you know scalability, um, adaptability, and that sort of thing. And that's what we're going to be looking at moving forward. Uh, but for now you know we've 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 got kind of the bare bones going on it and you know we're we're excited to keep going on it yeah
0: so is this just in California or what's the process of evolving yeah so
1: um, pretty much what we are currently in the process of doing is setting up a marketing uh, campaign um, you know due to the fact that the, the total addressable market in the Southern California area is so large You know, obviously, and we are based out of there, you know, we are going to be focusing our efforts there. Um, The management team is based out there. But it's a situation where obviously we're going to have to be nationwide. So, you know, we are going to continue working at it city after city. Chicago, San Francisco, Atlanta, New York, New Jersey, you know, Florida, everywhere. Uh, Florida actually is very, very good prospects for golf in particular. Um, we see almost as much potential as California yeah. <laughs> out in Florida. But yeah, so it's just a question of putting you know, putting in putting out our 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 feelers and seeing how the response is in the consumer market in you know in these places.
0: Yeah, so what was the response in California? So how long did it take to catch on there? So um
1: What's What I like about California is there are a lot of public golf courses, so, you know, it's, it's not a situation where there's, you know, it's not, you know, there's few and far country clubs between, and everyone goes to one club. California, you know, you, within a 20-minute, you know, radius, you've got maybe three, four, five different public, you know, courses. So, You know, it's been very, it's been possible for golf team to, you know, make bookings at these public courses due to the fact that they are so accessible and, you know, they're not necessarily, you know, obviously the courses have their own uh, instructor team, but they're not going to stop anyone else from going because it is a public course. But so so we are working on, you know, some areas are more, uh, definitely a bit harder to break into and it's going to be to the point where, We're going to have to introduce – this is what we're looking at, you know, moving forward with the exec team is we're going to have to introduce – we're going to have to introduce a profit split with uh, courses and clubs. So some type of partnership? Yeah. um, Unfortunately, what I think we're going to do is in terms of the 2.5%, you know, we're going to have to, you know, up it a little bit and then cut in the courses. And, you know, for the courses – uh it's a situation where you know golf golf swing lessons are able to be had at those facilities but they do require um they do require like the reason they have their own instructor team is because they get significant you know revenues from those lessons so it'd be a situation where if golf swing was to get to the point where we have you know 10 20 lessons at the same course every day they're going to need to get cut in.
0: Yeah. So, like golf courses, they're kind of like a big competitor for you guys as well. Is um a- yes, I
1: mean it's 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 <laughs> it's more so a question of you know we are their competitor. Yeah. Golf courses, it's not like they're doing anything new. It's not like they're doing anything different. It's just you know they are there and then they have their own instructor team. So whoever is going to, to that course is going to pay a significant amount of premium to take a lesson at that course. And one of my major, you know, one of the major reasons why I wanted to hop, like, you know, be working at golf team is because there is a, you know, potential to make a difference. Um, you know, obviously the revenues and all that sort of thing matter, right? But at the end of the day this app is going to be able to bring golf to people who haven't been able to have it before. Um, you know, specifically in, in, you know, underprivileged communities um, where, you know, obviously golf is, the cost, you know, cost of entry is, you know, somewhat somewhat expensive, somewhat, you know, steep. So um, that's why, you know, obviously in pop culture, some of the perception of golf is, oh, it's, uh, you know, it's a rich, rich, you know, sport for rich people, that sort of thing, you know, at the country club and golf Zoom, you know, we don't want that to be what, what it is, right. We want everyone to be able to go to the course and play. We want everyone to know how to hit. We want everyone to make it through their nine holes, um, and make it through and have a good time. And I think that that's, you know, one of the major, major reasons why, um, I am so dedicated to this company and I am so dedicated to performing and success.
0: Yeah. So is there, is there like another online platform that could be a competitor towards you guys?
1: Just the, just the PGA directory, professional golf association. Um, pretty much, you know, instructors take, uh, PGA certification. So they are basically just on there, but it's not necessarily like, you know, people look them up there. It's more so a situation where, uh... That 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 database is just utilized by different courses to, you know, verify skill set and just provide background on any instructor that wishes to work.
0: Okay, so um, you said earlier you ha- you guys have five contractors with the company. Right? Uh,
1: n- no. Well, we have a team of seven. Seven. Okay. So, like, what do they do? So, so okay, well, so contract pretty much. You know, we have a marketing team, Uh, they run our day-to-day social media, um, you know, corporate outreach, that sort of thing, Uh, communicating with the courses and that sort of thing. And then I have, you know, obviously we have our back-end software development. Um, So, you know, we have a few, um, you know, we hired some kids fresh out of, fresh out of university, they have bachelor's degrees in computer science. So, you know, they were able to put together um, a pretty, you know, pretty strong um, native mobile iOS and Android platform. So, you know, in combination, those two teams, right, we have them working as, you know, contractors under us. And then we have, you know, obviously our management, you know, we have COO and that sort of thing. So, you know, it's, 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 it is, it is, uh obviously it's a small operation, but, That's how a startup is anyway.
0: Yeah. So do you see this as a side hustle going forward, like after you graduate? Yeah.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, You know, obviously my role within it, I'm not the majority owner. Nowhere close to that. (laughs) Um, And, you know, it's, you know, obviously, obviously uh, it'll get more complicated in terms of financing down the line. You know, if we're going to need to take on some notes or, uh, you know, there is a situation where VC funding does come in. Um, If we are able to get our monthly active user numbers up to where they need to be, you know, I'm still obviously fully dedicated to the company. And, um, you know, obviously with with further investment and further, you know, additional shareholders and more not only capital, but also time and energy invested into the company, you know, obviously the payout would be huge on the equity side for me. So. You know, I am going to be continuing with the
0: company for the yeah. for the long term. Yeah. So, like, what do you, what do you plan on doing? Like, so, what are you majoring in here? Uh, finance and accounting. Okay. So, what do you plan on doing with that? Like, what's the end goal for you? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I'm
1: a little early in the game to be, you know, deciding what my yeah. end goal is. Um, to be honest, I want to work harder more than everything, because you know, it's a question of. It doesn't matter what, I i feel like it doesn't matter what I'm going to do. It's more so a question of, I need to be the best at whatever yeah. it is. So, you know, you're asking what my plans are upon graduation. I couldn't tell you. Uh, but, you know, whatever I'm at, whatever I'm doing, it's, you know, I'm going to, it's going to be, it's going to be very, very good for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just a few weeks ago, you told me you're super passionate about finance. Yes. So what got you into finance and like what makes you passionate about it so finance for me
1: uh it's it's um you know a field that definitely has not only my attention but obviously a lot of attention of you know different different people different undergrads different you know kids fresh out of school uh so it's not you know it is somewhat of a common thing i would say but for me When I was younger, growing up, I was very, very, very entrepreneurial and I was very, very, very focused. You know, I was, I was, I was, I was a (laughs) bit, I've been a businessman a long time. Um, You know, I, I was always had a lemonade stand up in the neighborhood, Um, used to walk dogs in the neighborhood, you know, that sort of thing, Um, you know, pet sit. So I was always very, very, you know, akin to, oh, how does business work and how do you succeed at it? And obviously, you know, continuing forward with school and that sort of thing, learning more about various industries brought me to the door I am today, finance and accounting major. Um, so is that a double major? Yeah. So obviously, I you know, I, for me... I feel as though accounting is one of the most important things for anyone to learn. Um, you know, it is the backbones of any business because ultimately at the end of the day <laughs> there has to be a book prepared for, you know, every month, every quarter, however much you report. But you know, there 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 is a process of doing things and without accounting you're not going to be able to run a business. So, yeah. you know, it's 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 and I you know, I still I, to be honest I need to actually get more experience before I give you a, you know, more concrete answer on why this why that. Yeah, but, of course. You know, for me for, I, I feel as though finance is a place where hard-working people can succeed. Um you know, it's not you're not limited by anything but yourself. Very meritocratic. Um you know, you get you 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 know, you get what you put on the table. And you know, for me that is very appealing just as in terms of, you know, being a driven student.
0: Alright. And you also have some experience in real estate, right? Or no?
1: Yes, I do have some experience in real estate. Um uh pretty brief, uh, but it was uh Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. Um you know, I was it was uh exploratory internship. Uh I wasn't I wasn't there too long um because it wasn't necessarily you know the place for me um i was lucky I was lucky enough to be afforded the opportunity to shadow um you know a real estate uh investor who you know does various properties across southern California
0: was that commercial or
1: oh residential okay okay um I mean actually, I believe he has a stake in some commercial products but from 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 my sake of it, you know what I was doing was all residential and it was it was you know it was it was a uh, learning opportunity for sure. So, you know, it's, 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 it's good to dabble in different things. And I think, um, you know, that allows you to become a well, you know, diversified person.
0: of course. So would you see yourself like getting into real estate a little bit as a side, um, like later on in your career? Yeah. I mean,
1: uh, you know, if you're making money, you got to put it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, potentially, in terms of, um, I mean, actually with golf soon, you know, I, I, one of the things with, with golf we could integrate in terms of real estate is, you know, ultimately getting our own, um, properties, our own courses, our own ranges, or, um, you know, something of a top golf esque setup that, you know, would allow complete exclusivity of, you know, all equipment, you know, all clients and that sort of thing. So... Yeah, you know, real estate is ultimately, you know, you want to be a landowner. Um, that's just how it goes, right? You, Everyone wants to own their own house, that sort of thing, their own property.
0: Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll be in real estate for sure. Yeah. And you're in stocks now. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. When, did you, when did you get started in stocks and, like, what got you interested in that?
1: So, I've been interested in stocks for quite some time. Um, I would honestly say that. You know, capital markets, um, you know, is the reason why I'm, oh, I'm a CFO at Goldstein, financial officer, brought me to the point I am with finances. You know, I understand kind of the way that the markets work, um, not only capital, but consumer, um, you know, investor, all that sort of thing. And I understand, you know, how the game is played and how people look at things. Um, so for me, stocks was a question of, you know, picking out companies that show real value. And, you know, fundamentally, I look to, you know, allocate capital in a very, very diverse manner across, like, you know, numerous names, numerous industries. Um, And, you know, that, that that goes, obviously, everyone wants to be an investor in addition to a landowner. So, you know, that kind of goes hand in hand with the work I do at golf zoom is kind of managing my performance in the capital markets. Um, you know, obviously as, as I said, I'm not sure where I'm going to go, uh, with, you know, career trajectory and that sort of thing. So it's good to have your hand in a lot of different
0: pots. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people our age who are starting to work in stocks. A lot of different people. Yeah. You you help like you, like you, some of you help some of your friends too. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, with, uh, the advent of Robinhood and all these sort of, you know, trading apps, you know, it's, it's easier than ever to, you know, have own chairs and stuff. Even if you're not very active about it, all it takes is five minutes You fill out a few forms on the app and you're on there. So yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's important to, you know, bring up the others around you. I, 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 I try and, you know, help anyone that, you know, comes to me with any sort of question about anything, because Um, you know, I love to utilize my past experiences to help
0: others. Yeah. So, um, what are some, what are some companies you see today that are on the trajectory? Um, you know, you know, some, some of these
1: names that I'm interested in now are, um, you know, the continuation of the, the rotation from growth to value names, uh, looking to pick up, you know, equity in companies such as Carnival. Cruise Lines, American Airlines, Spirit Airlines, um, Occidental Petroleum, you know, Boeing, lots of different industrials, energy, um, travel, retail, healthcare. You know, all of these names are going to be very, very good, not just for, you know, obviously people want to see short term green in their portfolios, but these names are going to be good. You know, you could they could carry a lot of capital on their backs through the next five, 10 years yeah. with continual, you know, growth and revenue, growth and earnings. So, and you know, we'll, we'll have to see what happens with the Facebooks and the apples and those sort of companies that actually did somewhat benefit from the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, but you know, that's kind of what I'm seeing with the markets going forward.
0: Yeah. So like when you're doing it yourself, are you more of a day trader or do you look more at the long term? Uh, again,
1: Bo, you know, um, I have to have my hand in all different pots. So obviously I, you know, I am adept as a day trader as well. Um, I'm able to enter and exit trades for profit during the day, but, you know, for me, one of the major, the most important thing for me is fundamental research, fundamental analysis. Um, you know, at the end of the day, a day trader can only do you know, only do so much when you have piles and piles of cash that need to go into companies you can't be day trading it all day they need to be you know you need to make smart wise and safe investment decisions and you can't necessarily risk your entire you know book on day trades that can go you wake up and the next morning you're out of money so you know fundamental analysis and research and you know that sort of thing is is very very important to me
0: yeah So for uh, a beginning investor, someone who's just starting out, like where, where could they go to get some research? (laughs) Investopedia, um, you know, YouTube, honestly,
1: I'm pretty self-taught. It's not, you know, nowadays the information is everywhere. It's just a question of how dedicated are you going to be as a, as a student, as a curious person, how, how dedicated are you going to be to, you know, going out and learning? Going out and researching, watching videos, reading articles, looking up terms, and then you know ultimately you're, you know the the unfortunate, the it's it's fortunate and unfortunate, uh, but you know in order to succeed in the market you learn by practice, <laughs> so you know you're you're gonna lose money, in my opinion, uh, unless you buy like indexes and stuff, when you start stock picking you're gonna lose money. Um, but you know, it's pretty, you know, it doesn't take a person long in my opinion to kind of start to see how, how they're supposed to manage their money and that sort of thing and manage their capital. So,
0: you know, it's possible. It's possible for everyone. Yeah. So earlier this year when GameStop went crazy high, <laughs> GameStop, um, I, yeah, yeah, I got a few questions about that, but I personally <laughs> couldn't tell them exactly what went on. So could you explain to the listeners like what made it yeah. so, so high?
1: Um, basically the whole game sub situation was you know the catalyst behind that were uh there was an online chat room very large online you know platform actually called uh reddit it was a reddit wall street it was called Wall Street bets, pretty much just a server of you know short term traders that you know were looking to make moves in the market and It was a lot, quite a large group of people to the point where, you know, obviously all retail investors, but to the point where they're able to make, you know, they're, if, if they all put their money together, they're able to make, you know, some stocks move pretty hard. And that is what ended up happening. And so, you know, with GameStop, uh, the company was being sold short by very large investors, big whales, you know, funds, institutional funds. So... You know, they, their shares were being sold sold short, meaning that the company was, you know, borrowing a share to short it and then, you know, cover when the stock goes down. And, you know, they got it got to the point where there were so many, you know, people trying to short the stock that when this, you know, Reddit group began buying and began hyping up the stock and buying up the price... Um, These investors, these big investors were all forced to cover. And then they ended up having to buy back. Um, Not only did they buy, you know, they had to buy back to cover, but then they probably bought more to start riding the hype as well. So it's an accumulating effect. And then in addition, um, you know, what actually ended up happening was the short interest went over 100%, meaning that, um, you know, some brokers were actually... Um, I'm trying to kind of describe it in the right ways. they were, you know, artificially creating, you know, pump increasing the float almost because there were points in time where the short interest was so high that it was more than the total amount of shares available on the entire market. So, and, you know, this is done by, you know, writing calls and that sort of thing, but it got to the point where there's so many people on the train that. You know, it kept going and going and going and obviously, you know, the stock has crashed, but you know, last I saw it was at a hundred dollars a share and before it was at five. So, you know, they were I'd say they were successful.
0: Yeah. Um, so what are your thoughts on Tesla making that big purchase on Bitcoin just a few weeks ago? Bitcoin, um, you know Bitcoin for me, I
1: do not regard it as um a serious investment. I do not regard Bitcoin as um, a safe investment. You know, it's a it's a situation where, obviously, as an investor, you want to have exposure to everywhere. So you know, uh, you know, exposure to Bitcoin is 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 smart, and uh, you know, I am exposed to Bitcoin to a very small extent. Um, but you know, because some of the the gains on that can go pretty crazy but um it's not you know cryptocurrency is not necessarily my cup of tea you know i'm not going out and buying you know dogecoin yeah (laughs) Um, that's a big
0: thing elon musk is on right now
1: it's 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 not real um you know it's 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 very unregulated uh in terms of tesla buying putting bitcoin on their balance sheet um you know, I think it's, 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 it's smart, um, in the sense that Tesla has the capital and has the space to do so, but like, it's not, they didn't, they only put like a billion or a billion and a half on Bitcoin. Um, so it's not like they're putting very much on it. The company is worth six, 700 billion at this point. So, um, You know, I think it was a situation where obviously Elon Musk uh, loves to, you know, speak out about stuff. So I think um, he did want to bring attention to Bitcoin by doing that.
0: Yeah. So when you trade, do you trade through Robinhood?
1: No, no, No? I don't. No, No, so uh, I have um, a variety of different brokers that I use for different purposes, um, different accounts. So... You know, I I I I don't use Robinhood because it doesn't have necessarily all the capabilities that I require. You know, at my point as an investor and as a trader. Um, but you know, I obviously do love the user interface. It's very slick, very smooth, and for a beginner, it's perfect. That's what I I started on Robinhood. Um, you know, so it's 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 a uh, you know I I'm I'm a fan of the platform, and I'm not. You know, I think that it's a, it's a situation where people, you know, it's a very good place to learn, keep track of stuff, watch things. Um, but you know, some of the more complicated and faster trades you can't do on there. Um, it's, it's just not fast enough, but you know, you know, it's, I'm, I'm able to use other brokers to, you know, do what I need to do.
0: Yeah. Is there anything else? Any other, um, advice you have for like beginning stock traders? Uh um, stay at it, you know, you're,
1: you're going to lose if you, you know, if you, if you really want to, if you really want to win, you're going to lose first. <laughs> uh, you know, one of my mentors early in the game told me, um, I told him I was not, you know, not doing the greatest, you know, with my trading record. And he told me like, he told me, oh, so you're paying your tuition. <laughs> So you know I'd lose money on on you know betting on stocks and that sort of thing. And I did end up paying it was my I was paying my tuition to learn. Um, you know you, you you'll you only learn when you have, you know, you have skin in the game. So you know it's just important to kind of continue trying and continue working out things even if you aren't necessarily you know realizing the fruits of your labor now. Um you know, just in terms of everything, always stay very long-term oriented and you know goals-oriented and focused because, um, you know, it's it's possible to achieve success, success. Yeah. But, you know, you're gonna need to put in a lot of work to get there.
0: Yeah. So, where can some of these listeners get you on social media? Um,
1: just uh, you know, the JKR podcast. You can just put me um on Instagram with a tag. All right, I'll do that. Um you know, I'm I'm not necessarily too too big on social media. Um but yeah, you know, so you know, it's it's been great to be on and speak to you and, you know, hopefully your listeners are able to kind of you know, hear my hear hear what I've been saying and apply it to their own personal situation. And their own personal pursuits.
0: Yeah, well, I want to thank you for coming on. It's of been course, a great talk. Of course, yeah.
1: Thank you, Jace. Um, look forward to, you know, seeing how how the podcast ends up shaping out.
0: Yeah. Thank you. All right.